You are listening to We Woke Up Like This. I'm Reverend Joya. And I'm Reverend Celia. And we We are loyal to loving and supporting soul awakening in every human being. Hello, hello, lights and souls. This is Reverend Joya here to help you live your best vibe on We Woke Up Like This. This week, I'm alone again, and that's okay, because I wanted to talk to you about something that has been on my heart and on my mind, and something that I've been going through, because this is not a process that's linear. This is not a process that you arrive somewhere, and you're there, and you're done. (laughs) That's not this process at all. And in fact, sometimes this process is very circular and cyclical, and you revisit old places you've already been that you think you're done with. And I've come to realize that we revisit old places to reinforce in our mind and in our soul and in our energetic body that we are done with those places. So this is what I've been going through for the last, oh gosh, week and a half. I'm not going to get super deep in the woods about sharing my trauma story because I really believe that you can heal without telling your story over and over again. And in fact, when you get to the point where you can tell your trauma story without it impacting you or affecting you emotionally, that you are healed, that you are definitely healed from it. And so I'll just briefly share where my history is because it's relevant to what I'm experiencing now. And in my own growth and soul growth and (laughs) this process that I'm undergoing, because maybe you're experiencing this too, especially when you're healing trauma. I grew up very abused, sexually abused, mentally abused, emotionally abused, Uh, physical, not so much. I guess I wouldn't consider getting a switch off of a tree. Well, maybe, I don't know, being hit by belts and ping pong paddles, but it wasn't like I was beaten to a bloody pulp or ever had black eyes or anything like that. So, but there was definitely spanking and corporal punishment for sure. But the punishments in my family were more uh, emotional abandonment. All of these things happened as I was growing up. And at the age of 12, I started drinking alcohol. At the age of 13, I started smoking pot. Um, by By the time I was 14, I was not even living at home anymore. I was living in and out of um, other people's houses, couch surfing, living on streets, sleeping in laundry rooms, being thrown in foster homes, going back home, being thrown back out, going to live with my dad, being thrown back out. So by the time I was 16, I was totally on my own. And actually, I would say from the time I was 14, I was totally on my own. But by the time when I was 16, I was really like on my own, on my own, dropped out of high school, got a job, the whole shebang. I had a boyfriend whose mom was a high school guidance counselor, and she really made a big impact on my life by making me go take my GED and helping me learn to write a resume and get a better job. So I went from working in a fast food crappy job to working in a hotel, which was great. And that led me to being able to enroll part-time in college and working my way up and getting, uh, finding a career in the paper industry. So I worked in the paper industry for many years. 
But during that time, I, I, you know, I had a suicide attempt when I was 21. I was very numb. I was very shut off. I was very cut off from my emotions. I didn't feel anything. I was very disembodied and I was very much in my head. And when I had my, my suicide attempt, I heard this music made of light. It was the most beautiful music I've ever heard. Still to this day, I can remember it vividly. And that was 30 years ago. And that sent me on this trajectory of healing, except even though I had that mystical experience and I had had many mystical experiences, by the way, as a child and as a teenager, um, having deceased relatives appearing to me in my dreams with messages for other people. I've had a lot of, a lot of very unexplainable mystical experiences, but I kind of just dismissed those because again, I was very numb and disconnected from my feelings at all. So I've always had this aspect of myself that protected me from the time I was very, very, very small. In fact, from the time I was about three, I remember being three years old and being sexually abused and having this thought, I don't have to be here. And I felt myself like pop out of my body. And so I've been out of my body for many, 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 many years. So fast forward to now where I've had this amazing spiritual awakening. I have an amazing husband. I have a great career. I have amazing friends. I have a life that, and I've worked really hard to create this life and to create this person that I am now. And lo and behold, you know, I'm I'm about to do this amazing event that was downloaded to me a couple of years ago, well, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, the Vibrazer event, which is chanting and dancing to raise the vibration of the planet. And I saw this, the cymatics going out and imprinting the field, this quantum field that we all live in, that's very much conscious and very much real and very much alive. And we are expressions of that. So the more that I feel and live into this, the more this little piece of me that I have nicknamed Heidi, and I've talked about her before on my podcast and on my YouTube channel, Heidi, H-I-D-E-Y, because she likes to hide. She has hidden to keep me safe because there were very tangible moments in my life, um, aside from popping out of my body when I was three years old. I had two incidences when I was 10 where my gifts and my talents and my abilities and my potential were completely dismissed by my mother. And then I had another experience when I was about 11 or 12, again, by my mother. And that feeling, that agreement that I made with myself was that I would stay hidden because I wanted to get the love of my mom. And so I, I, you know, our little minds make these agreements with ourselves. And it's really these agreements that we make with our will center. Like now that I understand psychology and spiritual psychology, I totally understand it, what it is and what it did and where it came from and how it still haunts people now and in our adult age. And it's the reason why we say we want to do something, we know what we want to do, but we don't do it because our will is working in alignment and in agreement with an agreement that we made a long time ago 
that is much stronger than the what we say we want right now. So we have to cancel and clear and free ourselves from that old agreement. And that old agreement that I had made was that I will stay hidden. I will stay tucked away. I will stay slightly overweight. I will, I will do things for other people. I will make other people great all day long. Like put me on your team and you are going to be the biggest shining star in no time flat. I've, I have helped countless people become millionaires, but I haven't done that for me because of this agreement to stay hidden. So I've got this Vibrazer event that is scheduled for 122.23 happening. I've really stepped into my coaching um, quite by accident. And it's really funny because I said I didn't want to be a coach and yet I have people wanting to work with me and I've been applying the same methods that I've worked on myself with other people. And the results are just humbling and astounding. And I'm so grateful for them. And yet at the same time, last week, Heidi was rearing her head and I realized and I recognized that she was rearing her head because the energy that that came up was questioning the event, questioning what I'm doing, questioning. It's like it questions the external things when the real question is, or the real statement is, it's not even a question. The real statement is, oh no, we made an agreement to stay hidden. And if we do these things, this is coming out of hiding big time. And so I'm having this debate going on inside of me last week. What I realize now is that these parts of ourselves are not to be wrestled with because in a wrestling match, they always win. They're always going to win. And what I didn't do is apply all of the tools and healing techniques that I know how to do to put Heidi away. And instead I started entertaining this idea that, oh, maybe, maybe I need to like have a funeral for Heidi or I need to. So in me saying that those words, I'm going to have a funeral for Heidi. I'm going to disconnect this part of myself from myself for all eternity. It made her enraged. It made this energy in me really enraged. And I found myself feeling really angry and bitey for no reason for, to my family. And of course that led to my, you know, my, my moderated drinking on Sunday, getting out of control. And that was Heidi's, Heidi's revenge. Heidi likes to self-destruct. And now here we are on Thursday. It's been four days. I've decided to stop drinking for good because I'm not even going to entertain that energy and allow it into my vibration anymore. I'm so grateful to have had the experience of this wrestling match with Heidi and seeing the way that she sneaks in to self-destruct because these energies are so sneaky. I also realized that the healing sometimes is repeated and that, and that as we grow in our spiritual journey, and as we step into the person we have to become to answer the dream that's calling us forward, this is not the same person that we are. And the person that we are or the person that has protected us, these splintered off personalities, and the more trauma that we've endured, the more sub-personalities, as they call it in psychosynthesis, the more sub-personalities we develop and we have. And it's not like being schizophrenic because we're aware 
of these subpersonalities. They're all a part of us and we know that they're there. So Heidi is the self-sabotager who just wants to hide. And if I don't let her hide, she will rear her head and be destructive, a destructive force. I mean, she didn't destroy anything other than my feelings, right? My feelings about myself and my vibration about feeling like, wow, I thought I had overcome all that. I thought I had already been, was already farther along the path than that. And then here it was revisiting and I failed the test, frankly, because I didn't recognize that energy of, uh, of self-destruction and fear and to not entertain it to do the tools, to apply the knowledge that I have to fight it, to, to combat it, and not even to combat it, to put it down, to squash it, to quell it, to, to re-agree, make this new agreement with myself that I've been making. And so one of the, one of the tools that I have that's really powerful is knowing what my gene keys are. And this is my number one tool that I have used for healing along with sound. And I can honestly say that without knowing my gene keys, I don't know if I would have a direction as much or a, a specific direction because the gene keys are, I believe, the imprint put on my cells, put on all of our DNA as the intention of our potentiality. And I've said before, I'm like, wow, so if an apple seed has the intention imprinted on it to be an apple seed, and an orange is imprinted to be an orange, and a flower is imprinted to be specific kinds of flowers, surely the creator didn't forget about us. They just left us out here to wander and try to figure out who we're supposed to be all on our own. Well, the answer to that is the gene keys. Obviously, who we're here to be is an expression of the divine. We are the expression of the divine creator expressing through us. And we have this beautiful gift of free will because just like we want to choose ourselves, the creator wants to choose itself. And so when we choose in and we tune, tune into that energy, we are choosing, we are choosing spirit. We are choosing source to live through us and as us. And so the gene keys have these shadows, right? They have the shadow energies. I'm pulling this up here. The gene keys have shadow energies, which is our lower ego in survival mode. And then it has the gift energies, which is our ego in a higher vibration. And then it has the Siddic energies or the enlightened potentialities. And these completely line up with the four states of awareness. So the first state of awareness is that this is happening to me. That's when we're in the mode of everything is happening from the outside in, and I'm not in any kind of control about my feelings, my reactions, my agreements that I'm making. And this is really our childhood energy that we cultivate when we, when we are taken out of our ability to express our gifts and we're put into having to protect our gifts, which is what we do because we're protecting our authentic self. So we lock this authentic self away and we put on these different archetypes. And these are the archetypes of the shadow energy that says this is happening to me. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about with me, mine are superficial, forceful, victim, dishonest, reactive, addicted, codependent, psychotic, prideful, 
And those are really so true. I could see these shadows and how they've manifested in my life. And especially in the sphere of, we have a sphere in our gene keys that is our core wound, what our soul came here to heal. And mine is the shadow of pride. And that is the fear of rejection. And if that is what my soul came here to do, then it set me up to be born into the perfect family to heal the shadow of rejection because I was rejected from the time I was born. And so the gift from that, though, is artfulness. The gifts are beautiful. So then when we move up the, the, the awareness scale into this is happening, we move from this is happening to me to this is happening by me. We start to realize, oh, I'm a creator in the world. I can I can do things. I can change how I'm thinking. I can change how I'm feeling. I can change what I'm doing. This is happening by me. And the level after that is this is happening through me, which is when we start to get in touch with the energy of source and that we are some kind of conduit or channel that the things are happening through. And you experience this when you get into a flow state. So the gifts from that, the higher vibrational gifts now that I can easily vacillate through between, and so can you, are the gift energies, which for me are self-assurance, strength, freedom, intimacy, revolution, invention, sensitivity, inspiration, and artfulness. I mean, those are so much better than the shadows, right? And so then we have the enlightened state of potentiality, which is where we recognize that this is happening as me, that spirit, that source is happening as me. And this as me energy is for me, presence, majesty, freedom, transparency, rebirth, silence, sacrifice, sanctity, invisibility. Majesty and majesty. I have majesty, strength, and force three times in my chart. So when I contemplate and I meditate and I use music and sound vibration with my gene keys, I do it in such a way that I've, I'm no longer talking about the shadows. I'm no longer entertaining the traumas. I'm no longer wrestling with my lower vibrational states. And that's what I failed to recognize last week was that I was in a to me. I was going back to this is happening to me. This is happening by me and to me. And now I'm afraid because if I'm in and this is happening to me and this is happening by me, the predominant question in my mind becomes how and how is a question that scares the ego. How and why are disempowering questions that scare the crap out of the lower vibrational ego because it doesn't know how and it doesn't know why other than it's doing it and it can do what it can to prevent it because it feels helpless but when we step out of that we step into this is happening by me and through me then we can step easily into our gift frequencies and when we can step into this is happening as me this is mastery. This is the level of mastery. This is the level of spiritual mastery. This is the level of Jesus and Mary Magdalene and Gandhi and Buddha, maybe even the Dalai Lama. This deep feeling, this deep recognition, this deep realization, this deep knowing, this deep way of being that my enlightened states of potentiality that are planted and stamped on my DNA are expressing as me. 
It's the universe expressing as me. And so to get out of the, the, the experience of last week that I've had, I've been really working with my gene keys. I've been really practicing deep self-forgiveness because I'm a human and I've endured a crap ton of ton of trauma more than most people and not as much as some people. And that there's reasons in it. And that on the other side of our trauma, when we, when we heal our traumas, we step into our purpose because my purpose is not self-assurance, strength, freedom, intimacy, revolution. That's not a purpose. Those are ways of being. Purpose is what you're expressing. What are these qualities of self expressing in the world? And there's infinite ways of expressing. Infinite. I could be all of these qualities and be the most loving, radiant Walmart greeter and have a massive impact on people. So it doesn't matter what you're doing when you are completely in your being, but you can transmute your trauma into your purpose. And so for me, I know I've had it put upon my heart that my purpose is working with divinely inspired women to heal their trauma so that they can self-actualize and make a giant impact on the world. I mean, imagine what 5,000 people awakened to living as me, living as your enlightened states of being would do to the world. (laughs) It would just, wow. And we are in a vibrational space of the planet now where that is entirely possible. So I'm so grateful that I went through that experience last week because instead of thinking that it's behind me or it's no longer a part of me, I now get to realize and recognize and appreciate that it's very much a part of me, that it's very much a tendency, that it's very much in there and that it's never going to go away because it's a part of me. It's my shadows and the shadows don't go away. But we can recognize the shadows when they arise and shine the light of the gift. We can shine, we can shine the light of through me. This is happening through me. This is happening by me and through me. And shine that onto the energy of this is happening to me. And help them relax. That you don't need to know how. You don't need to know why. You just trust that. Spirit knows. Spirit's got it. I mean, I think that if a a little redwood sapling was told, you're going to grow to be a thousand feet tall, it would scare the crap out of it. It'd be like, no, I don't want to be that tall. I'm afraid of heights. (laughs) And we're no different. We're no different. So I wanted to share that with you because this energy now is all about healing and healing is simply about liberating ourselves from the shadows, from the stored experiences that live in the body. Because 
so much a part of our healing is our holing, which means coming back home to our body, which is a spiritual intelligence. And when we're disconnected heads, which are the ego thinking, 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 we can't think our way into healing. We can't think our way into wholeness. We can't think our way into peace. We have to be back in our bodies and we have to heal the trauma that is stored in the body, which the body is the unconscious mind. I've been doing a ton of research around that because that question dropped into me. What if my body is my unconscious mind? And that's why. And it is. And so when we start healing that, it doesn't require a story. And there's a lot of science and I can go into the whole science about what that is. And, and just briefly, what happens when we experience an emotion is that our brain releases neuropeptides and we have a combination of up to 300 neurochemicals that we release from our brain in an emotional experience. And every cell has a receptor. And so when we have an emotional experience, we aren't experiencing it just in our brain. We're experiencing it in our body and we're experiencing it on every cell that we have. Non-locality happens in the body. Everything that happens here happens there. It happens all at once and it happens everywhere. So the healing and the holing is about repatterning these cells that have been patterned with trauma. And I believe that the number one way to do that is with sound, because it wasn't until I started working with my own voice and drumming that true deep healing began to happen. And what I saw again with that vibrator event, I saw the cymatics happening. And cymatics are is sound made visible. If you look up cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C, you'll see the imprints, the mandalas that sound makes. And so when you're saying a word, when you're having a belief and you attach an emotion to it, it's making a mandala on our cells. Every cell gets imprinted with these little mandalas, which is why we continue to do things that we say we don't want to do, that we know we don't want to do, but then this energy takes over when it gets triggered. And for, for trauma, Heidi wants to hide because she learned that being visible, being seen is dangerous. And so even though it's something exciting and it's something I'm so excited about and I'm thrilled about and I'm honored and I'm stoked and just blown away by what is happening, that energy to that little part of me is terrifying. So even if it's good energy, if it's something good, the vibration is the vibration and the emotion is the emotion, the fear is the fear. And so that's why it's important to repattern it now. Repattern it. And the number one way I do that is with the gene keys and I drum my gene keys and I sing my gene keys. And while I'm doing that, I envision and feel my body being reprinted, re-imprinted at a cellular level, at a vibrational level to be made whole again, to be, to be, to return to the beautiful divine design of intention that the creator sent me here with, sent you with, sent all of us with, 
to be expressions of this beautiful energy. And we get caught up in our 3D world thinking that this is this is it. This is real. I am real. My experiences are real. This is happening to me. Everything that happens is about me. Me, 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 me. That's pretty much the song of humanity, but it can be changed. So I want to demonstrate what drumming my gene keys sounds like. those words imprint as a truth on me and they ring true because they are true. (laughs) So this is work that I love to do. And this is work that I'm here to do on the planet. And I offer this in two ways. One, you can do a gene keys activation with me. And in that, we'll pull your Gene Keys chart, and I will write out your activations as I've applied them to the chakra system and tie that in. I tied it in also with the Aramaic words of power from the Aramaic Lord's Prayer for each of the seven heavens, which are your chakras. And then that also comes with a drum and drumming your gene keys, teaching you how to drum your gene keys, and a drumming your gene keys meditation for you to listen to and sing. And you can find that on my website at vibology, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. And the other way is if you feel like you want to just learn how to drum your gene keys yourself, I have a mini course that I've put together how to drum your gene keys. And it'll show you how to get your chart, how to find your line, your gene key and your numbers. I've created a Canva template for you to create your drumming sequence relatively easy. I give you instructions how to use Canva if you don't know how, so that you can quickly in under 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, put together your drumming sequence and then go buy yourself a frame drum, and you've got it. So you can do it either way on vibology.com. And I know that this healing work, this stopping talking about our traumas, stopping the re-traumatizing of ourselves, and instead beginning to do the work of repatterning ourselves back to our original divine design is the work and recognizing that when 
those lower vibrations reel their heads, which they will, that we have a tool, that we have abilities, we have ways to work with them. And I forgot to do that for myself last week because I was very much wrapped up in it and didn't talk to anybody about it. And now I know better. So I wanted to share that with you because that literally just happened. (laughs) I'm grateful that it did. I'm grateful that it did because it's made me so much more passionate about helping people to overcome this. And knowing that next time Heidi comes popping her little head out, I'm going to drum jinkies at her and tell her that I love her and send her back into hiding. All right, friends, wishing you so much love on your awakening journey and your ascension journey during this time on planet Earth. It's a fun time to be here. And again, my website is Vibology, V-I-B-O-L-O-G-I-E.com. And you can find Drumming Your Gene Keys there or getting an activation sequence and coaching session with me. I also I also made a YouTube video about it. For those of you who are familiar with the I Ching and already know how to drum, that has the instructions there for free. So you're welcome to go to my YouTube channel and find Drumming Your Gene Keys and all the instructions are there how to do it as well. And last but not least, I want to invite you to the Vibrazor event. It's happening 122-23 in Phoenix, Arizona, actually in Mesa, Arizona. It's going to be at the Sunkissed Warehouse, and it's featuring Mamuse and DJ Taz Rashid. We are going to sing and dance to raise the vibration of the planet. I hope you can join us. You can get tickets at vibrazer.com. It's V-I-B-E-R-A-I-S-E-R.com. I can't wait to see you there. Sending you so much light and so much love. Take care of yourself on this journey. Be nice to yourself.